0: Good morning. Good morning. And how are you? Blessed. Blessed indeed. And we listen today to the gospel, and the gospel says, You are the light of the world. <laughs> Isn't it great? Too often, we as Christians, nobody here, nobody that's listening, but everybody else, they sit there and think they got to be a people that curse the darkness. We got to be the ones that are cursing the darkness. There's a lot of darkness in this world, and we got to come against it. True. But we don't don't do it by complaining about it. We become one with the darkness if that's all we do is complain. We bring Christ to the darkness, and we transform it. Again, if you've ever been in a room and it's a very dark room, no matter how intense the darkness is, if you light a match and you light a candle, no matter how intense the darkness is, it can never conquer the light. When Jesus looks at you and me and says, You are the light of the world, that means we're supposed to enter into the darkness and transform it. The darkness will never win. Sometimes I think we in ministry and men's groups and everything, we think, Okay, we got to do all these things or the devil's going to win. Shut up. <laughs> the devil is not going to win. We already know how all this stuff ends. Jesus wins. We've got the book of Revelation. It tells us this is what happens. So we got to be these ones that are the hope of the world. You know, and what does it say? It says, let your light shine before others that they may give. Glorify God. So the question is for us, do my, is my life lived in such a way the other, other people glorify God because of me. huh? And that's the whole thing. Even today when we say the Lord's Prayer, when we say, hallowed be thy name, well, what does that mean? Well, we can say all kinds of things. It means that the way you and I live, we hallow God's name. We point to God, point to God, point to God. And so when people look at us, then they can praise God that we exist. But at times, other people, we sit there, and all you have to do is look at the TV and that. Think of how many people call themselves Christians, and we curse God because of them, right? Because it's all about them. You know, in Christianity, if it's anything, it's the forgetfulness of self to always live for others. Remember, here in the second reading today, Kevin paid close attention, so he could tell me with the second reading, right? Kevin, are you alive? Are you Over there, Kevin? I'm, I'm sure you, you remember. But anyway, it says, I, it, says, it says, I know nothing, and I preach nothing except for what? Christ crucified. Exactly correct. What is Christ crucified? You know, how does God deal with the evil in the world? He dies for it, Right? He doesn't come and yell and scream and carry on and we're going to be strong. Uh -uh. The strength of God is Christ on the cross. And that goes against almost everything we are. But when we get strong only in ourselves, it falls because it's about us and our strength. The purpose of life, of course, is that Christ Jesus lives inside of you and me. Is that correct? We are tabernacles of the living God. So when I come into a room, when you come into a room, it's not just, oh, Father Larry's here. Who cares? It's Jesus is inside of him here. But not just me. Not just the holy deacon. But every person here. And I was, I was genuflecting that Jesus inside of him is what I was. But it's every person here. Again, when we start realizing that Jesus Christ lives inside of us, so we're going to start being a little bit different people. Right? Because sometimes we Catholics leave Jesus in the tabernacle and we forget that we are the tabernacle. If we leave him in the tabernacle, that's sad. Because again, what do you think? Do you think Jesus comes inside? I have a, a priest, who used to live with me, he's not with me anymore, but he used to, an older priest would tell people, listen, Jesus Christ is inside of you after you receive communion for about 10 minutes. And I go, huh? So as soon as you receive communion today, does that mean the divine stopwatch begets, starts Tick-tock, tick-tock, tick-tock. Eight more minutes, tick-tock, tick-tock, tick-tock. Three minutes, tick-tock. Ten seconds, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Ah, goodbye. That's heresy. The day you and I got baptized, God started living inside of us. And our job is to get out of the way and show people and bring people Jesus, not us. And so whatever, like, again, I tell my boys, you would never, and ladies, please excuse me, but I would tell my boys when I taught in all-boy high school, I'd say, gentlemen, you'd never bring your girlfriend and do have sexual acts with your girlfriend in front of the tabernacle in the cathedral, would you? Because we were connected to the cathedral. Well, no, Father, that's disgusting. Why would you even say that? Some of them would say, hmm. But anyway, <laughs> the reality is nobody would do that because that's a sacrilege, right? But I says, if you wouldn't do it in the tabernacle, in front of the tabernacle, you better not do it anywhere else. Why? Because you are the tabernacle of God. When we sin, we make Christ do that. That's why in the Bible it says, Paul says, if you have sex with a prostitute, you make Jesus become one flesh with a prostitute. Why? Because Jesus is inside of us. So if we just start thinking that little reality, that God lives inside of me and everything I do, I make God do. And I got to get out of the way in my daily life. Now, it's very hard for someone like me with an ego like mine. But the purpose of it is, is nobody gets to know God because of Father Larry Richards. They get to know God because of Christ inside Father Larry Richards. And the same with everybody here. That our job is to show everyone Jesus. There's one question everybody asks us, because we're followers of Jesus. We're in leadership. Sir or ma'am, I would like to see Jesus. That's what everybody's asking us. In a world that doesn't see God, we need to show them God. And the way we do that, we go back to the first reading today. And again, when we go back to this first reading, I'm sure everybody remembers what it says here, but it says, share your bread with the hungry, shelter the oppressed and the homeless, clothe the naked when you see them, and do not turn your back on your own. To be a Christian means we're another Christ, period. We're bringing Christ to the world. And again, as I used to tell my boys, you know, when I taught at the boys' school, I was A strong disciplinarian. I know you're shocked. But I was the easiest teacher in the school. Every week, I would give them the questions and answers to every exam I ever gave them. I'd say, okay, gentlemen, Thursday, I'd say, pull out your papers. Gentlemen, the first question on the test tomorrow will be, who is Abraham? Gentlemen, the answer is the father of the faith. Second question, gentlemen, on a test tomorrow, who is Sarah? The answer, gentlemen, is the wife of Abraham. And I did that every, every test. And I failed, on an average, eight kids a year. Why? Because they didn't care. God gave us the answer to the final exam in Matthew 25, did he not? The only time that Jesus Christ ever explicitly said, who says, goes to heaven or goes to hell, the only time is in Matthew 25. And he says there, huh? He says, when all the angel, when the Son of Man comes with all the angels, he will separate them between the sheep and the goats. The sheep, he'll say, come, you who are blessed by my Father. I was hungry, and he gave me food. I was thirsty, and he gave me drink. Then explicitly, the only time Jesus explicitly says who's going to be damned for all eternity, get out of my sight you condemned into the everlasting fire prepared for the devil and his angels. Why? Because I was hungry, and you gave me no food. I was thirsty and you gave me no drink. So we can pray every day intently, say all kinds of great prayers, do all kinds of works, but if we don't take care of the poor, we're not letting our light shine. Because when you look at a crucifix, okay, when you look at a crucifix, good job, Robert. When you look at the crucifix, there's not one thing on that crucifix about Jesus not one it was all about the father and all about us so what does that mean for us we are called to be christ crucified to the world so that means we don't live for us we live for god the father and we live for others we take care of the poor and when we do that people look at our lives and glorify god you ever see the world the pagans the atheists everything they still talk about the greatness of Mother Teresa of Calcutta. Why? Because she gave her life for others. This must be our life. This is the call of the gospel. And Jesus gave us the questions and answers to the final exam. Will we pass or will we fail? And it'd be very sad if you failed because he'll say to you, I sent you the loudest mouth priest I had on the earth (laughs) to tell you what I was going to judge you on and you still didn't pay any attention and you kept doing what you wanted to do. That won't be good. So today, we are called to bring the light of Christ to the world. We are called that when people look at us, they glorify God because of our life. They don't curse him. May you know you His love today and forever, Amen.